Coming to a city near you, well, it's possible, in Chicago, good news. Well, again, kind of good news. If you live in Chicago and if you were concerned about being carjacked while you were getting your gas at a gas station, don't worry about it. There's Operation Safe Pump, okay? Tactical teams are going to pump gas for senior citizens to combat carjackings. I know. I know. Now, look, it's not across the whole city. It's just the West Side districts. And, uh, you know, so they're going to help people, well, senior citizens, pump gas so they don't get their cars carjacked in the city. Well, that's good news, except that we find out that, oh, um, the carjackings aren't really limited to the city's southern and western neighborhoods. Uh, most carjackings um, aren't taking place at gas stations. So I guess, you know, they're just seeing the presence of the police there at the gas stations makes you, I don't know, rethink uh, carjacking. There's been 218 carjackings this month. No, I'm sorry. It's all, it's February. So that was in January. I apologize. Okay. Um, there was 218 carjackings in January. Nine of them. Nine of them took place at gas stations. So we still may have a little bit of a problem. But I... And they also have... They also have afternoon workshops for at-risk youth. So that means, hey, kids, don't steal other people's cars at gas stations. We're going to have police there. So these cities that hate the police department are now going to dispatch the police to gas stations to pump gas for people coming in so that they don't get carjacked i mean i don't even know why they need to pump gas they just need to be there their presence needs to be there right it's like the police officer sitting on the side of the road they don't need to pull people over most people see a police car on the side of the road and slow down i mean that's why you see police cars sometimes on the side of the road and they just have a dummy in the front seat and i'm not talking about the police officer it's just a dummy right and so because people see the police car and they slow down so maybe you know the youngsters the carjackers will see the police officers at the gas station and decide um nope i'm not gonna rob a car here or take the car from here i'm gonna go someplace else you know where another the other 209 carjackings took place in chicago last month Sure, there was 218 carjackings, and nine of them took place at gas stations. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna save people at the gas stations. I don't know. It seems like it seems like it's not really going to work. But hey, they're trying, right? That's the most important thing. Our cities and police departments trying to keep us safe. Right? Right.
Welcome to Chewing the Fat. It's just weird. I don't understand why these cities all hate the police department, but we want to use them to keep people safe, man. That's for sure. I don't want the police officer pumping my gas. Uh, you know, I guess grandma and grandpa, you know, you're supposed to, you know, pump their gas. But I don't really, you know, they just need to be there. Right? They need to be a deterrent. A deterrent works fine. They don't need to actually pump people's gas. But what do I know? Nothing. That's right. Nothing. That's what I know. So we lost, we lost a huge, a huge, huge hero yesterday. And his name was Larry Flint. <laughs> I probably should just do a retrospective for him because, uh, and just, you know, make him a hero. Was he a hero? I mean, he was a big proponent of free speech and he won, you know, court battles and, you know, and it was, you know, he fought the battle for Hustler magazine. And yeah, I, I, I looked through a few hustlers in my day. You know, last week. Um, and I loved, and this is, <laughs> there, was a, there was a comic strip in Hustler called Chester the Molester. And it, it was horrific, and I don't recommend anyone ever looking at it or thinking about it or talking about it. But some people would read that and laugh and think it was funny. Because it wasn't real. Not me. Not me. Okay? I thought it was horrific. Which is why yesterday when the founder of Hustler, Larry Flint, passed away, it was, uh, you know, I wasn't happy that someone died, but, you know, well, you know. Born on November 1st, 1942 in Lakeville, Kentucky. Larry Flint dead at the age of 78 this has been retrospective on chewing the fat (laughs) okay so i want to tell you about a company and a product that i found out about last week and it came to my home a couple of days ago and i love it moink box m-o-i-n-k b-o-x moink box.com moink delivers grass fed and grass finished beef and lamb pastured pork and chicken wild caught alaskan salmon and it comes right to your door now it also helps family farms become financially independent outside of the big agriculture farms Uh, It was founded by an eighth-generation farmer who, uh, you may have seen him on Shark Tank, and, uh, you know, they they fell in O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful, um, said it was the best bacon he'd ever tasted. I will say the bacon that came in my Moink box was pretty freaking good. Uh, It's amazing. And the box comes, that obviously comes, you know, in dry ice and it's cold, and you take out all of the products that you want delivered to your home from Moinkbox. Go to moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. It is incredible. When you realize that four companies 
control 80% of the U.S. meat industry. Uh, Big food crushes the little guy. This is where you can change a little bit of that. Moinkbox.com. Moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. And right now, for you, you can get a free package of ground beef for a year. For one year. The best ground beef you're ever going to taste for one year free by ordering your package from moinkbox.com. Moinkbox.com slash Jeffrey. I, I'm, I'm amazed when it came. I opened up. I got to post some pictures. I, I, I took some pictures of uh, opening up, and it is amazing. The steaks, and ooh, I just... Amber just made uh, a, the roast that came in Moink Box, and it was so good. You'll be amazed at the quality of meat and how good it tastes while supporting real family farms. Moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. M-O-I-N-K box.com slash Jeffy. Get your order in now. You can get a year with uh, a free package of ground beef coming in that delivery every week. Oh, my gosh. Moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. So our man Bruce Springsteen, Mr. Jeep Commercial, which has been uh, canceled, by the way, uh, 71 years old, busted on November 14th at the Gateway National Recreation Area in Sandy Hook, New Jersey. That's what uh, the National Park Service said, or a spokesperson for them. He was charged with DWI, reckless driving, consuming alcohol in a closed area. He was cooperative throughout the entire process. Now, originally, uh, they have a court date in the coming weeks. He has no known other prior bus for DWI. Uh, his alcohol content was 0.02. It's below New Jersey's legal limit while driving of zero, a 0.08. Well, then why was he? I, I don't understand. If the blood alcohol content was what other kind of mind-altering drugs was he doing? So because the alleged offense occurred on federal land, He's going to face federal enclave court. Okay. Now I think I'm on Springsteen's side. I was all ready to beat him up for having a DWI. But come on. Uh, It would be inappropriate for us to comment on the details of a matter we have only read about and we cannot substantiate, said the Jeep spokesman in a statement. But we're not going to play the Jeep commercial anymore (laughs) we don't have anything to do with him anymore that's for sure okay that's not gonna happen we're not gonna have anything to do with him again wow representatives for springsteen did not immediately respond to the request i bet um it's amazing that this happened in november i wonder when they shot the jeep commercial and so probably it'd be interesting to see when they shot the Jeep commercial 
and then in November he gets busted, and they got to keep it quiet before the Super Bowl, right? So for sure this commercial had to be shot before November for the Super Bowl ad. So, I mean, it's was in the can already, and they kept it quiet all this time. Incredible. So uh, according to this, he was raised by an alcoholic father, and he's not known as a heavy drinker. Oh, he didn't have his first taste of booze until he was 22. Okay, thank you. Um, a source, a source who knows Springsteen confirmed to the New York Post that excessive drinking was highly out of character for the rock legend. He grew up playing in bars. Yes, he drinks. But he's not a drunk, nor is he an alcoholic. <laughs> I've seen him at many private events with a drink in his hand. He drinks liquor, but I've never once seen him drink. <laughs> and this source also goes on to say, I'm surprised that the officer didn't go easy on the boss, especially in his home state. Oh, I mean, he's New Jersey's first son. How he didn't get away with a citation, I just don't know. Well, I would like to, my, I mean, that was my question as well. So maybe a couple of things, right? He's either been pulled over before, uh, you know, and given the assist of get out of here, Bruce. And this time was like the last straw. Or I'm kind of confused at the story that talks about his content was below the legal limit. Um, but he was still given a citation. Really weird. Uh, it's going to be going to be interesting to see how much jail time he does. How about like zero? Uh, he'll pay a little bit of cash, go to DUI school, or DWI school, I guess it is in Jersey, and that'll be the end of it. Great. Thanks, Bruce. Good luck. Sorry the Jeep. I don't even, I'm sure that he's not going to have to give any of the Jeep money back. So there's that good thing for the boss. All right, so I have a question that, I mean, I'm, I think I know the answer to but I'm not real sure. Uh, we know that our president signed an executive order mandating face masks be worn on public transportation. So if you you know have to ride on a train or a bus or aircraft, you have to wear a mask. And if you don't, you are going to be fined. You may even be just dragged off the whatever you're on whatever train bus or plane you're on and left out in the cold lucky lucky not to be shot in the head but so they must be worn right so the COVID-19 safety and domestic and international travel requires face masks be worn at airports and so if you're traveling on any commercial any commercial vehicle, even maritime boats, you're outside. Uh, I mean, it mentions in the exact, 
If you're traveling on a commercial aircraft, train, public maritime vessels, ferries, or intercity buses, yes, that's correct. Otherwise, we're going to find you and drag you off that vehicle or boat, and you're going to thank us for not shooting you in the head. So the mask mandate applies to all passengers who appear to be over the age of two. TSA agents can request that travelers temporarily lower the mask to verify their identity. Travelers will be permitted to remove masks while eating or drinking. Those with medical conditions can be exempt, but may be required to show medical documentation. And I don't think that will be enough. If you have medical documentation, you better have it uh, stamped, double stamped, and, uh, and stapled together with gold staples before they believe you. And the mask Karens are not going to believe you anyway. Those who defy the face mask requirement, $250 fine, repeat violators subject to fines up to $1,500. Wow. And I mean, you know that everyone is going to comply with this. But that having been said, my question is, does the mask wearing mean one mask or two? Because when the executive order was signed, and it probably doesn't stipulate, which means I know the answer they're going to say, well, the CDC says two, so it's got to be two now. Because according to the CDC, it's double masking. That's what they're recommending. And there's going to be massive amounts of the mask. And I'm going to use a word here that could get me in trouble. The mask Nazis are going to go out of their mind if you aren't double masked. I, I'm, I, I'm just amazed. So the study... According to this, uh, the CDC says modifications to improve the fit, such as knotting the ear loops and tucking in the sides of the mask or wearing a cloth mask over it can reduce exposure. Other, other options include using a mask fitter device or a sleeve made of nylon pantyhose to hold the mask tightly to the face. Okay. Come on now. So if you wear a medical mask and then a cloth mask over that, you're fine. Double masking. You want the tightly fitting medical mask and then you want the cloth mask over that. And that's what they're recommending. That's their deal. So... Is that, do I have to double mask now everywhere I go? And do I have to double mask if I'm on any kind of public transportation, any kind of transportation? You know, if I, you never know, you never know when I'm going to be, you know, out there on a plane, passenger railroad, over the road buses, public maritime vessels, ferries. You never know. <laughs> you never know when I'm going to be out on one of those transportation vehicles. So I just want to know. 
I want to know, is my single mask enough? I think I know the answer to the question. And it's not going to make me happy. It's not going to make me happy at all. I'm not an I'm not a mask Karen. If you want to wear a mask, fantastic. If you want to wear two masks, I don't care. If you want to wear three masks, I don't care. Good for you. That's fine. But I don't want to wear one. I just don't want to wear one. And I'm not going to fight if the stores you know, wants me to wear a mask. I'm going to wear a mask. That's fine. I just, it's not worth the headache to fight over a mask. And it, but I just think now we're being pushed to the edge one more time over something that we've decided, yeah, okay, we'll wear a mask. Fine. And now that's not enough. Nope. That's not enough. Now you got to wear two. And I'm getting tired of being pushed. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Now, you can push me on into the break room. Because <laughs> that's where we're going right now. Because I need something cold to drink. Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. I don't know if I've ever told you this before, but that ice cold, and I'm going to name the product today for whatever reason. I feel like I need to, I need to give them a shout out. Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Awesome. It's so good. Just, just amazing. Um, sad news, and I don't know if you, you know, I don't know if you care, you, you know, but it's, it is sad news, and you may want to sit down when you hear the news. Rosie O'Donnell having trouble selling her six million dollar saddle river mansion the new jersey property been on the market for five years five years she can't find a buyer that's pretty amazing that's pretty amazing she should have called real estate agents i trust uh she should have she should have uh, you know real estate agents i trust.com so she couldn't have called them but uh she should have gone online and maybe they could have helped her out so I've looked at the pictures. It's a beautiful house. <laughs> a beautiful house. But she can't sell it. So uh, pretty incredible. And she's sold some other properties uh, over the last few years, which is pretty amazing. Right? So she decided to list the home and sell it in 2015 for nearly $7 million, No offers. So she decided, hey, uh all right, I'll just knock the price down a little bit and see if somebody will get it for, you know, $6.3 million. Ooh, no, 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 sorry. So sorry. Uh, I mean, she paid six point three for it. So if she can't sell it for six three, she's lost money, which she doesn't want to do. And she may have lost money anyway because it looks like it's had plenty of uh, – renovations six bedrooms nine bathrooms separate guest house basketball court an elevator an artist studio pool grotto waterfall a plunge pool and a jacuzzi spa and the big yard it looks beautiful it does <laughs> it looks beautiful no doubt uh, some of the interior i would design differently but that's me 
everybody has their own taste i know uh but the rest of the property looks really really nice so good luck rosie i know i know times are tough you had to sell your west palm florida house uh for five million you got five million for that she has uh she has her place now that she's living in new york four bedroom three bathroom penthouse in midtown uh so she still drives out to new jersey on the weekends you know i mean if you've got the place you don't want to <laughs> she's got the, and this place in new york is worth eight million how much money has rosie made over the years i guess she's made quite a bit i guess she's made quite a bit and the one thing i liked about this this tells you what kind of person rosie is i know that you know and i've liked some of her work i really have you can i know that what you know i know she's kind of agonizing from time to time but i like some of her work but she did her little instagram pop tart binging thing during the wacky quarantine hairdo thing that she was doing and it's she's quoted here saying we had a lot of junk in the beginning when i was when it was first happening and i was panicking okay this is this is rosie now i told the person who works here get us some pop tarts so he got us about 40 boxes and she said it started to get really sad when i realized there were only about half the boxes left and i'm the only one in the house who eats them so she's trying to be funny right she's trying to say well i got there was 40 boxes of pop tarts and now they're all gone they're half gone and i started to feel bad because as a fat person i realized i'm the only one that's eating them and they're already half gone i look rosie i'm there with you i understand the process however when i have 40 boxes of pop tarts in my home i got them i didn't say i told the person who works here get us some pop tarts <laughs> i mean that person is happy to work for you rosie there can't be a happier person to work for someone else when they just get us some pop tarts you low life and that's why he got us about 40 boxes yeah you want pop tarts i'll get you some pop tarts here's 40 boxes you fat son of a yes here they are miss o'donnell they're right here as long as uh, we're busy bossing people around let me uh, you know boss you around you need to subscribe to this podcast okay yeah that's right you go get us some podcasts i have 40 chewing the fats right here thank you that's good no problem uh just subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to this show right now and you are not a subscriber just subscribe you can subscribe on the platform you're listening to right now or you can choose another one say like itunes or iHeartRadio or stitcher or spotify whatever whatever platform warms the little cockles of your heart and then you're a subscriber to chewing the fat and your life will be that much better for it i promise okay (laughs) okay then yeah and you know as long as you're subscribing you might as well subscribe to the youtube channel chewing the fat with jeff fisher same name as this show and uh, you can follow me on uh, social media as well there's twitter at jeffy jfr there is uh facebook and instagram jeff fisher radio and there's a jeff fisher radio on parlor too but i don't think that's coming back certainly not for a while we've talked a little bit about that but i saw I think it was the end of last week 
where Dan Bongino is quoted as saying, Monday looks good. And uh, we are uh, well past Monday. For those of you listening live today, it is the 11th of February, uh, 2021. Monday would have been the 8th of February. And uh, there's no parlor. So I realized that uh, Monday would have been great, Dan, but it hasn't happened. So you better make another deal with uh, Amazon Cloud Service and let them know you're willing to monitor all the hate speech and get rid of all the all the bad people <laughs> you know like twitter cfo ned siegel uh was on uh squawk box cnbc and he was asked about banning president trump and whether trump could get back on the platform if he were uh, to run and win again and become president of the United States. And of course, I mean, I thought it was Jack talking because he's talking about our policies. Well, here, I'll let you hear what he has to say. One more question for you. Uh, president Trump was banned. Uh, former President Trump was banned. If he came back, ran for office again and, and was elected president, would you allow him back on the platform? So the way our policies work... When you're removed from the platform, you're removed from the platform, whether you're a commentator, you're a CFO, or you are a former or current public official. And so remember, our policies are designed to make sure that people are not inciting violence. And if anybody does that, we have to remove them from the service and our policies don't allow people to come back. He was removed when he was president uh, and there'd be no, uh, there'd be no difference for anybody who's public official once they've been removed from the service so there you have it uh no is the answer uh he's not coming back but more most importantly uh you or me uh there's no recourse right if they decide if they decide the great and almighty twitter decides that you have incited violence decided that you have gone against twitter policy we're going to go ahead and remove you from our platform and it doesn't matter whether you're a commentator you're a cfo or a former or current public official there's no recourse there's no recourse to get back on a platform to reach people to reach other people so get over it Okay, you, me, Trump, anybody, once we decide that our policies can kick you off, you're gone, my friends. You're gone. Mr. Uh, I'm not going to play the anthem anymore before my NBA basketball team uh, starts playing uh, every night is uh, co-founding a new podcast app that encourages live conversation. Hmm. Uh, It's called Fireside. It's a podcast app that encourages live conversation. It's a 
next gen podcast platform that facilitates live conversation. Huh. Wonder how that's going to work. Almost like, I don't know, um, you know, TV. We're just going to call it a podcast app. But I'm not real sure why we're calling it a podcast app other than that's a cool way to call things now. So we'll see if Fireside is just, uh, you know, another uh, another way to interview people. It's, uh, ah, we'll see. I guess it's similar to the buzzy live audio clubhouse, uh, except with the ability to natively record conversations a source close to fireside says the app plans to launch publicly this year Hmm. so you'll be able to broadcast record and monetize conversations while using fireside's built-in analytics and tools to figure out what content performs best huh okay uh, good luck. God bless Mark. I know that you, uh, you know, you got your hand slapped a little bit, uh, the other day because you decided that, uh, you wanted to stop playing the old national anthem <laughs> at your NBA games and uh, no problem. You just want, I know you wanted to, I know you wanted to stop. It's okay. It's okay. Now, originally, uh, you know, they said, uh, you know, the Mavericks didn't publicize the move and, uh, some team employees said, well, we just discovered it on our own. I mean, Mark just, uh, you know, decided that we weren't going to play the national anthem anymore. And that's what happened. Now, an NBA spokesperson, when asked about it by the athletic said that under the unique circumstances of this season, Teams are permitted to run their pregame operations as they see fit. The league rulebook does not technically require players to stand during the anthem. However, it has not been enforced in recent years. Many professional and amateur athletes have chosen to kneel during the anthem as a form of protest against racial and social injustice in support of Black Lives Matter. Well, yeah, they have, and the NBA has done quite a bit this year to rid themselves of the black lives matter connection uh there on the court and what you see on tv well uh eh, eh, nope sorry not gonna happen the nba said uh no uh we are going to uh uh, we're going to play the, the, the national anthem. Uh, they said, uh, the spokesperson said, uh, we're in the process of welcoming fans back to the arenas. And all teams will play the national anthem in keeping with longstanding league policy. Wait, I thought the spokesperson said that we didn't have... A policy like that. I guess we do, don't we? Yes, yes, we do. And of course, Mark Cuban is saying, uh, "Hey, we're good with it. Don't you worry about it." At this point, uh, no way 
is the NBA changing that policy? They want to get back into the good graces of the American public. So, and if they think the national anthem is going to do it, they will do it. Remember when the NBA was, you know, one of the fan favorites, you know, back when Michael Jordan and Urban Magic Johnson were the big stars. It makes me want to go back and look at all my cards because a story broke, I don't know, a week or so ago about a Michael Jordan basketball card from 1992 that sold for $1.4 million. Now, that's not a basketball card from back in 1901. Uh, it's not, I was just incredible. A Michael Jordan card signed. It's got a piece of his jersey on it. Uh, and it and it sold at auction for $1.4 million. Wow. Uh, it's a 1997 upper deck game jersey that Jordan on the Jordan card. Now, apparently it's rare. And uh, the air card is one of just 23. And uh, uh, it's just uh, just amazing that he's getting a million dollars for these cards. Every time I read these stories, I start going through all my cards. And I start thinking, well, this one might be worth something. And this one might be worth something. And then I stop and I get bored with it. But I have a couple of stacks now where I think that these particular cards may be worth something. And uh, I'm hoping that maybe I, you know, they're worth, I don't know, a buck, two bucks. You know what? One card I saw, I did look up one card. I can't remember which card it was. <laughs> it was worth like five bucks. I, you know, I, that's good, I guess. You know, that's great, but that's what's going to happen. I, I don't have the $1.4 million card. I've got the, oh, that's a a nice card there jeff yeah you know what i'll give you uh well it's worth five but i gotta try to sell it on my market so i'll give you three and then we'll be good okay (laughs) okay thanks for stopping cancel culture at it again uh we've got to get rid of people that say things that we don't like uh while she's still on the platforms i guess for now uh, Gina Carano uh, is been fired from her job on The Mandalorian. Fired from her job at they were ready to create a whole new show around her. You know the bounty hunter uh, on The Mandalorian. And if you don't have, you don't need to, you know, have Disney Plus to, you know, you watch The Mandalorian. But it's a big deal, right, for a lot of people. And it was a Lucasfilm and Disney Plus creation. And she had shared a few things on her Instagram and her Twitter. And one, she shared a a TikTok video that, uh, you know, was talking about the divided political climate in the U.S. And she was using a Nazi Germany. uh, Well, it says here, Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. A fact Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to a point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. 
how is this any different from hating someone for their political views just a question and uh you know the people as a jewish person this is vile she needs to be held accountable the oppression my people have faced because of our religion and ethnicity is not the same as political disagreements okay that's fine so you just held her accountable you didn't like it right but no 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 my friends that's not good enough because that's when the hashtag fire gina carano kicked up and started trending and that's good i mean we wouldn't want to have twitter or instagram you know with their algorithms knock back a trending hashtag (laughs) because that never happens right oh wait we do hear of that happening but not with hashtags like this that are going against or going for what they believe in right so uh she uh also uh on her instagram uh posted (laughs) a quote saying expecting everyone you encounter to agree with every belief or view you hold is effing wild oh my gosh she needs to be fired right now she also uh according to this story made fun of preferred pronouns oh man so so what but apparently on her social media account uh she on her twitter bio she put uh preferred pronouns beep bop boop now a lot of people would say that maybe that's because she was on the mandalorian and that's kind of like r2d2 speak i don't know maybe but no that came off as transphobic really really come on now a preferred pronoun of beep bop boop comes off as transphobic man you have got to be looking for things to be mad at to be mad at a preferred pronoun of beep bop boop and saying it is transphobic wow i am amazed but look you don't have to worry about it because she's gone have a nice day it's over uh no more you don't have to worry about it she is no longer employed by mandalorian okay uh lucasfilm uh gone have a nice day lucasfilms uh released a statement saying uh gina is not currently employed by lucasfilm there are no plans for her to be in the future and nevertheless her social media posts denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable wow so she was they were all ready to start a new show all around her uh because she is a a fan favorite or or was and i think this will make her uh more of a fan favorite because they have just highlighted i i I, just incredible to me how they uh come after people and uh, please gina gina please don't apologize whatever you do 
please don't apologize because it won't work. It'll never be enough. And if it's all, is it is it possible that a, you know what, you're right, I'm sorry, gets you your job back on Mandalorian? Yeah, maybe. Does it get you the show back? No way. Your own show? No way. That's gone. And Mandalorian is probably gone too. So don't apologize. Just own it. Now, you could apologize. Maybe you say, um, I'm sorry that what I said offended you. Done. But don't apologize for what you said. Don't try to back it off like, oh, I'll try harder and I'll meet with people and it'll be better. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, I know that that people have been posting stuff that Pedro Pascal has put in his uh, Twitter and Instagram accounts, and it's that's okay. But uh, no, when they when they when you are in the bullseye of the cancel culture mob, they've got you. They've got you. So please, Gina, for all that is holy, and for anything worthy. Here on Chewing the Fat, don't apologize. Now, we've been talking about uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, the last few days on Pat Unleashed. I've been sitting in with Pat uh, every day, so you can uh, you know listen to, uh, listen to that show as well, Pat Unleashed, uh, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern uh, on Blaze TV and uh, Blaze Radio Network and the Blaze Podcast Network as well. You can listen anytime. Uh, but I wanted to just run down the list of the new Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees uh, that are eligible for induction in 2021. Seven first-time nominees made the list. And we also have uh, nine nominated that have been nominated before, and they didn't make it. I know. I know. It's sad. So... Uh, <laughs> we'll do the ones that are back on the list all right kate bush devo chucka Khan, carol king ll cool j new york dolls rage against the machine todd rundgren tina turner those are all uh the nine groups and single entertainers that have been nominated before and didn't make it. All right. Uh, Carol King and Tina Turner will be the second and third female artists to be inducted twice. Stevie Nicks was the first to be inducted twice. Wow. And Dave Grohl could become the two-time inductee for the Foo Fighters if chosen. Now, he, for the Foo Fighters, which is there on the first-time list, uh, Jay-Z, Mary J. Blige, Foo Fighters, Dionne Warwick, who doesn't love Dionne Warwick, Iron Maiden, The Go-Go's, and Fela Cutie, or Cootie, F-E-L-A-K-U-T-I. And who doesn't love themselves some Fela Cootie? You know what? You could just, I'm just going to leave it at that. I was going to tell you a little bit more about Fela Cootie, but... 
it makes it sound so much better if you just go with who doesn't love Fila Cootie. Yeah, I like that. We'll just leave it there. Because am I talking about the artist or am I talking about something else? I don't know. You decide. Because I'm serious when I say, who doesn't love some feel a cootie? <laughs>